So the realtor, the realtor trademark is why would anyone, why would anyone say realtor? It's spelt realtor. There's no people L. say realtor. No, they say real. I can't even say realtor. 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 But like realtor. Where yeah, are they getting I, the I, extra A from? I don't know. I think it's like real. I don't know. Well, I don't even know how people. Like that's connect. that's less forgivable than you saying milk, because at least that's like just mispronouncing a vowel. In this case, they're adding a letter that's not even. There. Oh, you're saying it's worse. Building a successful real estate career requires you to adapt, pivot, and constantly master new skills. We're Katie and Daniel Steinfeld. We've built our own innovative brokerage. And in this podcast, we've assembled actionable tips and strategies that you can implement to take your business to its maximum potential. It's time to level up. 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 Level can't wait to listen to this. We should like create a really funny, um, like subject or uh, title of this podcast, and then like it should be like how to get a million leads in ten days, and then they come to listen to the episode and they find out it's about organized real estate. See that? How about that? That's a good idea. Except we just started the entire podcast with letting the cat out of the bag right when they. I get know, here. I know. Well, I didn't know you were going to go right into it. You typically don't. You usually do the casual banter for at least five minutes. And I, I was going to segue the actual topic into banter and you just started the banter. So we can go there because I agree with you. We do have a bit of a forte to make the less exciting, exciting or the less uh, funny. <laughs> at least fun. we think we do. <laughs> I'd like to think we make the attempt. I don't know how much we succeed in that, but yeah. uh yeah, when I said journey through organized real estate, I kind of had like in my head an image of like one of those tunnels of love, like like a ride at Disney where like you're on like the boat. I was, like, I was thinking boat. like it's the small world or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. Same sort of, what do they call those? Dark rides. Dark rides. We learned that when we went to Disney, even though they're dark not. rides. They're called dark rides. Like they go through the indoors and it's. Oh, I didn't even know like, they were called dark rides. I guess it makes more sense if you're at like Pirates of the Caribbean or. Yeah. Or like the haunted mansion. That's not even a dark ride, I don't think. Anyway, we're about to take you on such a ride that will be full of light. No doubt. Yes. Yeah. Well, the reason why we wanted to talk about this topic um, is because I think there is a lot of misunderstanding about organized real estate. I mean, obviously, we're going to talk a little bit more on a local or provincial level, like within Canada. So this might not apply to all of our US listeners and those that are listening from abroad. But I think the overall message is just gaining a better understanding of organized real estate and potentially, if you're interested, how to get involved can be a really great way to add some flavor to your career. (laughs) Flavor, flavor! (laughs) Uh, It's funny, only until recently, like I've always played the game and I'm guessing that a lot of new agents that are out there are like this, or maybe I'm just an idiot, but it's okay. If you were the same way or are the same way, you're not alone. Organized real estate to me until I got involved was just like, I just thought it meant like the way real estate works that like, Mm. we're all organized. Like I didn't realize it actually represented the organizations that we belong to and that we can get involved with and how you know our interests and and all the things they do which we'll talk about are formalized a little bit more so so don't feel bad if you're sitting there saying what do they mean organized real estate of course everything's organized in real estate because i am in that camp or was in that camp until such time as i started actually hearing it and getting involved in and being like wait a second it's this So I don't know that we need to dive any further into what organized real estate actually means because I I didn't really define it there, but I think I did. It's enough. It's kind of like a ramble. Well, I think once we go through, you know, the different components or different organizations that form part of our organized real estate, it'll probably start coming together. 
So let's start. I'm with you. Sorry, I, right. stayed, I stayed silent there. I had nothing to say. I know, that's the first. Um, okay, so. All right, so there are in uh, where we are in Toronto, um, everything, it will operate at a territorial, provincial, regional, national level. There's different organizations that will serve different purposes. And after playing uh, rock, paper, scissors and drawing straws, we've decided that we're going to start national and whittle down to local. Is that, is that accurate? That is accurate. Please proceed. Okay. That's true. Cause national is actually, yeah. You know what? That, that starts us with Korea, doesn't it? It does. Korea, C-R-E-A, the Canadian Real Estate Association. And it's interesting that I saw you this morning and, and me last night. We just received, as a lot of you out there probably have, the survey from Korea asking some questions about what it is they do and our opinions of what they do. And this is not the forum for us to share such opinions whatsoever. <laughs> we filled it out and we encourage you to do the same. That is, uh, that is what we'll stick with there. But it, it allows it to be fresh in mind what it is that that organization provides and represents in organized real estate to its members. Um, first off, CREA is an organization that oversees uh, the real estate industry at a national level. That is, I think, the best way to put it into one sentence. And mm -hmm. I believe everyone who practices real estate is paying into and paying dues to CREA. Is there an option where somebody can opt out of that? I don't think so but I don't know, to be honest. I think so. Yeah. And I don't know hundred percent, but yeah. If you're um, listening, if you're listening to this podcast, you're, you're paying dues to Korea. Okay. Because you care enough about this industry. Yeah. But it's interesting. Cause like the survey went through like the main functions of Korea. And so I'm just curious, like what you value because um, there's certain <laughs> so things. So were they, they were curious yeah. what we value too. Right. But there's certain things that like I could care less for, um, for example, and this is might just be me not understanding the full spectrum of the whole realtor registered trademark. But why do we care? Can you explain this to me? If anything, if anything, that has been a detriment rather than a blessing to me, solely because I feel dirty writing the word realtor without finding the goddamn registered trademark logo <laughs> to like cut and paste into my emails, especially if I'm sending something within the industry or putting something yeah. out in the public. Um, I don't care is the answer to your question. And yeah, if I, I mean, I, I think, and I don't mean, I don't mean to say it doesn't matter. I just don't understand that part to me, I, I could care less that it's a registered trademark that we as realtors kind of own or whatever. I, I, I just, it. I don't like that. It is a part of the vocabulary of the public in a way that's not consistent with what Korea and this trademark intends it to be, which really, I yeah. still don't understand because really all it intends it to be is I'm a real estate professional who is, you know, registered or licensed or whatever. And therefore I can call myself part of this brand. Yeah. And I can pr pronounce it wrong sometimes. Relator. Like relator. Real, realtor. Yes. Realtor. That realtor. should be the campaign it's they realtor. focus. Real yeah, that, that would be a good campaign, actually. That, that would be. be a very funny campaign. Not if, that it would really do much, but it would be funny. No, <laughs> well, it, it would. You know what? If they want to draw attention to that, which we're saying, probably a lot of the public doesn't realize is a trademark. Or yeah. don't give a public, shit that it's it a trademark. Makes, yeah, the public could care less. They don't give I a think. shit at all. But 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 that was a big part. So okay, so let's let's take a step back then to the things Korea does. Because yes, the realtor, the realtor trademark is why would anyone why would anyone say realtor? It's spelt realtor. There's no people L. say realtor. No, they say real. I can't even say realtor. Realtor. Re realtor. realtor. But like realtor. Where yeah, are they getting I, the I, extra A from? I don't know. I think it's like real. real I don't know. Well, I don't even know how people like that's connect. that's less forgivable than you saying milk, because at least that's like just mispronouncing a vowel. In this case, they're adding a letter that's not even there. Oh, you're saying it's worse. Yeah. Okay. I'm I saying realtor worse is worse. Milk. No, no, no. Yeah. Milk. Like it allows me to accept you saying that more so. What about decal? <laughs> I guess I it's the same thing as milk. <laughs> well, but the thing the thing with decal and decal 
is that when you look at the word, it could, it could be pronounced both ways. It could ways. be both. But realtor is not an option. Yeah, it's not a relator. I mean, you could make the case that we relate with people, but that's not what it yeah. is. Anyway, yeah. so, that, anyway. so they represent not just the trademark. They also are the brains, the brawn, and the infrastructure behind realtor.ca. Realtor. Realtor.ca is uh, their baby. And to me, it is the most probably relevant and used element of what they represent. And, and I'm not probably the only one, but I'm probably not in the unanimous world where that's what they bring value now that I see all the things they do. But for me, beyond that, it gets into things like the marketing that they do for, mm-hmm. for around us. realtors. Yeah. I'm going to hate for saying the, that word now for the, for the rest industry. of this. Yeah. yeah. But did you want to, I, I just skipped right over realtor.ca. Did you want to speak to that at all in terms of what it is? No, I think that do, that's or? the biggest, I think that's the, my understanding. I feel like that's, or to me, at least that's the biggest part of Korea or the most important impactful part to our day-to-day jobs, like realtor.ca and everything that goes along with that. Like the leads that come in potentially and um, the the reports that you get, statistics on your listings, those kinds of things. Like I find all of that helpful. Um, yeah, so that's it on that. Yeah, so I, and over all of this discussion, and this isn't meant to be an opinionated thing or anything, but there are, we're gonna talk about four specific organizations today, unless you wanna throw some in the mix that I'm not ready for, but four main organizations that we all pay into in different ways if you're in the Toronto area. And one big thing that we need to distinguish and that they need to distinguish is how is one really different from the other? And what is it that gives them their unique value to their membership? Um, And I'm not, and this isn't a whole discussion about substantiating that or anything, but we really do need to distinguish one from the other so that people understand, okay, I'm paying all these people. What do they do? And Korea they've got realtor.ca they have recently announced and probably will keep doing work on their end to uh, bring in potential tools that they feel make sense for the industry they've announced this partnership and we'll be talking next week on this program no less with uh stay tuned, stay tuned with uh, the person behind the company korea is partnering with to uh, bring some transparency to realtor.ca and mm-hmm. potentially as a tool for for realtors as well to use um But for them, it's about balancing the fact that they represent everybody in the country who's in this industry, right? So when it comes to the next level of what they do, which is advocacy, which I think all of these different organizations in one sense are associated with, they're there on a national scale having discussions, um, you know, and, and advocating for the best interest of our industry. So things about real estate, things about ethics. I mean, I I guess the list would change from year to year. And I think, yeah. And I think also like government, um, like lobbying in a, in a sense for different decisions that are made. So yeah, like, I think, yeah, Korea is national. I think that's all like, you know, it's, it's just important to know there's ways to get involved in that organization to volunteer and, um, and yeah. I think that's pretty much all I want to talk about with Korea. That's all I want to um, say about that. Yeah. So next, if you're in Ontario or if you're in a different province, you've got a provincial association that likely um, handles more of the, I guess, the support of realtors within that provincial market. So for us, it's ARIA or the Ontario Real Estate Association. Um, and I guess what's interesting with them is that Prior to Humber taking over the courses for real estate, they were running with the courses that you had to take um, when you wanted to become a real realtor. Realtor. Oh my God! Now I'm saying it. Realtor. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, hmm. a real estate professional. Let's just say that. Or That's agent. what I write in my emails now to everybody. I just write real estate professional because really? I'm. I'm. I don't nervous. even think that's. A, I don't think, think that's allowed. Nothing's that's fucking like- allowed. Sorry for my French, <laughs> but that's my. That's. 
No, that's you've my got problem. you've got options. You could be a real estate agent. You could be a real estate sales representative. No, 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 that, real that's, estate that's not what I'm talking about. No, 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 sorry, sorry, oh. sorry. Let, let me digress. I'm not talking about the way that I say what I am or what oh, people not your are. Title. But when I'm okay. speaking generally about the industry, or I'm making a comment about like, hey, you need to go out there and find yourself a blank. Yeah. I will real say estate, real yeah. estate professional because I'm mm-hmm. nervous writing realtor. Again, I don't know. Are they all supposed to be capital letters? Do I need to go find that reserve trademark thing? It's just, I just figure writing yeah. real estate professional is better. Like articles I've written, all of that, I won't write the word realtor because I don't know who's going to see it and who's going to tell me I did it wrong. That's yeah. all. Sorry. Back to Aria. Sorry, Aria. Yeah. We just we just sidetracked from you. <laughs> Here we are. Yeah. But Aria is, I mean, I would say, and I mean, I don't want to get into trouble or anything like that, but my assumption is that they are basically like Korea, but on a provincial level. Yeah, I, I think so. Well, and, and we're going to get to the regulator side of things soon, but the provinces operate on different regulatory frameworks. And while they're not the ones who are enforcing it or creating the rules, they can advocate on a level that's more specific to the things that are happening. And that's not just the regulations. They're, they create the standard forms. So yeah. the paperwork that is specific to the province is built yeah. by them. But um, do you remember in that Korea survey, they talked about web, web forms? forms? Yeah. Is that not what, okay. So that's different from the standard forms we use. Cause I, this is an example of a misunderstanding I have. And I feel like I'm pretty knowledgeable about organized real estate, but I thought Aria handled the standard forms, right. but. I was, I was I very confused. I put that in the comments in the survey saying my understanding has been that I use ARIA forms. I didn't know if web forms refers to the platform upon which forms are put in and Korea has created like web forms as like the actual software that all the provinces leverage oh, to use their forms. I don't know okay, if that's which what nobody, it is. Which nobody really uses but, anymore. Right. But, but then, and it was talking about the mm. e-signing. No, I my survey wrong. Yeah, well, but, well that's but, it. I'm so it's confused. Just, but this is an area where there's a lot of gray, where those of us who are probably more in the know, I mean, you and I are involved in organized real estate, not with these organizations we've talked about. But Well, it's it's the overlap that drives me crazy, is well, that... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, no. no, it's just, I don't... Uh, I just wish everybody would come together and work together towards the similar goal that we all have pretty much. I mean, local is, is a little bit different, but like from a provincial and like all of them overlap and mm-hmm. all of the messages get mixed up because we all get tons of emails every single day about the different things that all these organizations are doing, which are important, but it gets drowned out because of all of the noise that all of them are making at the same time. And it's very confusing. Yep. But that is my uh, point. I agree. Look, if we use forms as a base example, yeah. There's what you just said that we're being asked about web forms from Korea that I'm not particularly sure what that is. We've got mm-hmm. Aria's forms and they are also, they go beyond just building the forms, but they're, I'm going to say the leaders in training people and answering questions yeah, about really the like forms. Their training. their training is awesome. So for they're fo- web forms. Yeah. yeah. Or so for forms. <laughs> we can't even standard call it forms. web forms. Yeah, standard so, forms. So standard forms. And I mean, and then they're in place that as new regulations and things come into play, they're going to be the ones tasked with at least consulting and building those forms alongside other people. But when you go into our market right now, and this is really anywhere in Ontario, not just Toronto, but if I go into our transaction software and I want to bring up a form like an agreement of purchase and sale, right? Yeah. I can find the Ontario Aria agreement of purchase and sale, but I can also find Toronto, Brampton, Durham. And when you get outside of our region, I'm sure maybe there's more. I don't know if there's more outside, but I do believe they're identical. Yeah. Like with the exception of the logo at the top, which just further muddies the water of like, yeah. Why are we doing this? Why? and, and, And surveys like the ones that we got are important because these organizations need to understand what people think and understand. But I'm starting to see that a lot of these surveys we get are asking 
it's really opinion surveys of what do you think about what we do? What do you think we do? Yeah. Right. It's important, but it sort of reinforces your point of like, if you're gathering this data and everybody's conceivably saying the same thing, that there's a lot of gray area, either draw lines in the sand that everybody can agree to, which is a very tough, not as easy as I'm making it sound thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Or work together. Work together. Yeah. Right. And and I think everybody wants to work together, but they don't for fear that if we all work together, somebody's going to start to seem less needed or important. And I get that. Yeah. Yeah. But that's why we're doing this episode to outline the need that we have for everybody and why they do what they do. So forms, um, again, advocacy is a huge thing that Aria is is doing at a provincial level. Um, if you're in this province, you know that um, our, regu- our, our code of ethics is changing. There's a lot of things that are coming into play next year. Um, and with that, there's a lot of hands in that pie. Is it hands in a pie? I don't know if hands really want to be in a pie. No, I don't think that's the same. Hand- well, it is now. <laughs> Anyway, so there's a lot of people that are involved in making sure that's done properly. And there should be, because this is one of those situations where more stakeholders are better, but you've got an organization like ARIA who are there and lobbying, just like Korea, specifically for the way that this comes together at the government level to be in the best interest of the industry yeah. and real estate professionals. That's right. Yeah. So again, involvement in in ARIA, there's ways you can get involved. Not only, like, I think for a lot of people, they assume that you have to be like a member of their boards, board of directors, but there's so many committees and um, like task forces, like task forces that you can um, get involved with. And it's, it's very, um, it's just gives you another perspective, which I find is really helpful as you progress through your career. Um, So yeah. And much like saying, you know, in politics that it's important to vote and that Mm. gives you the ability or it gives you the permission to be in favor or opposed to things that happen because you have your voice heard. It's the same thing. There's so many outlets where you can go and get involved in the things you care about and that you feel you can contribute to, right? Like Aria, Treb, which we'll talk about, um, you know, there's so many different things and people get involved, but I do get the impression it's a very small subset of people who are trying to get involved in these things. And maybe it's because people don't know it's available to them. Um, Mm -hmm. Before we move on from Maria, just a couple more things they do. We talked about the courses around standard forms and all that. They do other courses. Like I know they've got a standard leadership course that most of the organizations in real estate want you to take to Mm -hmm. like prepare you to be involved in different things like that. Um, and they're also, uh, I believe that they are the leading charge behind the realtors care foundation as well, which is a very, isn't a Rio behind that or I thought Korea was, oh, and there's Ontario realtors care. What, what's the Korea one? Cause they, cause they asked about, I thought that was the same. Oh, in the survey yesterday. Did they ask about charity in the survey? Well, okay. Well, this, but what did, but what do they do? I thought it was the Realtors Care well, Foundation. Oh, no. no. Yeah, they are kind of like a subset of the other. Like, I don't think that they clash other than just being a localized version of the bigger one. So maybe Realtors Care is one. Are you looking it up right now? Yeah. Okay. Because, yeah, I'm, I mean, they do the things that Korea does, right? They're promoting Realtors. They're promoting all that stuff. Um, okay. It's Korea Realtors Care. Oh, okay. I thought it was a real. Um, no, but Ontario Realtors Care is maybe that's a subset of CREA, but on but Aria like takes maybe. care of it. Okay, we don't know. <laughs> that's the answer. Well, but okay. Yes, so, so I mean, got, they've got both have good charities. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I it that would be interesting to know another. though. I don't know. Well, yeah. that's, that's, I guess the question is like, if you want to direct charitable monies somewhere, yeah. do you choose provincial or national? Like I always thought it goes to one thing. And if you're local, it gets, that's an interesting thing. I don't even know. Or does it all feed up? I have no idea. I think this is an example of things. Shouldn't have brought it up. Shouldn't have brought it well, up. Well, no, but, but it's an example of the fact that like these, in, these organizations intersect and overlap and would it not be better to 
come together and have one thing. But anyway, it, with I guess with charity, it's a little bit different because, you know, there's different provinces, different things. But, you know, maybe Korea should consider being more involved or helping out the more provincial. I don't know, whatever. I'm not saying anything else. I just, yeah. It, it's, it's, just, it's one area, though, where I'm confused about, like, I've looked at Korea as an umbrella organization that has mm-hmm. subsidiaries like Aria, even though they're separately operating organizations it seems natural that Aria would fit within Korea, right? Like yeah. it, it's, it's a, it's a region of the whole. That's what, yeah. that's what the W hole. It's a region. of yeah. the whole. <laughs> we should bring on Sandra. I feel like I should call her and see if she's around. She, she'd know. <laughs> about, about how everybody talks to each other. No, just like in general, like all, all of our, all of our things about not knowing, like it, the fight. It would be interesting. Yeah, she'd be a good one because she's never, I don't think, has she been a member of any of these specifically, like a board member of yeah. any of them? Oh, she's see, been I, with Aria, yeah. See, I don't, I don't want someone who's sat on a board. I want to completely... No, 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 no sat, not sat on a board. Like, I know she's been on committees, like on okay. various levels. Okay. So. It's just interesting. I'd, I'd want to talk, because we know people who have been on some of these boards as well. And I, I feel like when you've been on the board, you've got mm. the vision from the board you were in and it might not be indicative of what it was meant to be in terms of the way things are. But in any case, yeah. Do we want to pause and I can see if Sandra's around? Sure. All right. Let me pause. pause. Okay. We're back and we're out of luck. Sandra is not available at the very last minute. How dare she? <laughs> Honestly, you'd, you'd think like at a moment's notice, we could get somebody who Seriously. is busy and has a full-time job doing other things. Yeah. To oh, just well. come we, on tried. Show. we tried for you to bring you some more accurate information, but check, check the show notes, us. check the show notes in like yeah. a few days after it comes out and we will make sure to, well, it'll be when we, it comes out. Maybe it will. I don't know. It depends on when we reach Sandra. Yeah. I think we can reach her by the time this comes out to air. Anyway, we will answer all your questions. Anyway, okay, so Aria, let's go to local boards. Is that okay with you? (laughs) Sure, because you know what? One of the things Aria does is it supports local boards. Right. But before we go to local boards, let's stay provincial, shall we? Because there's one more organization. Oh, true. You're just that one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that one that honestly, like, who even wants to talk about the regulator? Rico Suave. Rico Suave. <laughs> so the Real Estate Council of Ontario or Rico Suave as we like Rico. to call it. I'm going to totally, I'm going to get that audio. Ricola. Oh, you're going um, to the throat lozenge. I'm sticking no, I, with I know. Oh, that I, I need your love. Rico Suave. Anyway. Oh my God. This is like, this is going off the rails real quick. Anyway. We Rico, said we'd make it more entertaining than just talking about organized real estate. And what better way to yes. do that than with Rico Suave. Talk to us about it, please. Rico is the regulator. Rico enforces the rules that we must follow in Ontario. So we've got a code of ethics. We've got rules. We've got all that kind of stuff. And Rico just makes sure that realtors within the Ontario area are are following those rules. And um, they support that and report back to the government. So they're essentially a government organize well not organization but they're a part of that and so i think there's a lot of misunderstanding about what rico does versus what local boards and the provincial organizations do um and it's important to realize that anything that isn't within the rules is something that rico doesn't really have a part in um so for example i know a lot of people say oh, well, somebody put the wrong listing information in the listing itself, or like they didn't cancel their showing when they were supposed to. That's a local board issue versus something that you would call RICO for. So it's just important to understand what these different organizations do and what they what they can and can't control. Um, obviously, RICO plays a big part in the rules and all that, but um, there's a limitation, I guess, to that part of their job. Well, they're also, I feel, I feel like you're almost deliberately not giving Rico enough credit because I mean, we can full no, disclosure I'm, I, this. No. 
Yeah, like, I mean, I'm like, I'm part of the board, but like, no, Rico does a tremendous amount. It's, on well, I'm, you're you're not making realistic. light of what they do, but I think you know you're you're going really quickly through like you didn't touch on the fact that you know insurance. No, that was just one aspect. Oh, okay. I thought like, you were trying to no, move no, no, on. No. I thought you were trying to move things. No, along I wasn't there. trying to move on. All I'm saying is that this is not the organized. Their their mandate is consumer protection. It's not to support like obviously support realtors through explaining and hopefully interpreting different rules so that they can do their job within the rules. Um, but it's RICO is a different part of, of the equation, I guess, and is more in charge of the consumer protection piece versus the um, realtor support piece, which is all, which was what the other organizations and boards do. Right. And then so that's, that's an I important... just wanted to create that distinction. Well, it's, and it's an important one because consumers are protected by realtors acting properly, right? So that's where the connection is made. And so they're definitely enforcing, um, you know, realtor behavior as it relates to the code of ethics, but other things fall under other jurisdictions. And it's important when you're practicing um, to understand that, you know, whether you're in a position where you want to make a complaint about something, or you've got a question about something, um, I do know that in a lot of cases, you know, people get frustrated with all these organizations when they ask questions and the answer they get is vague or it's redirecting them, but that's because it doesn't fall within their jurisdiction, right? Like you wouldn't call a police station and ask for help with your sore throat, right? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe you would, but you'd probably be told to call somebody else. And so that's an extreme example, but that's what it makes it important to understand what these different organizations do. So RICO yeah. is involved in enforcing, correct me if I'm wrong, it's not just in creating and interpreting, but also enforcing, enforcing and disciplining yeah. uh, those yeah. who, you know, it comes into question as to whether or not they're following the rules. When there is a, yeah. a valid complaint about somebody, it's RICO's job to follow up on that. Yeah. Yeah. And then also the education piece is also one of their bigger um, responsibilities um, through making sure that the courses properly prepare people to become a registrant and then the continuing education piece as well, which there's some exciting stuff coming up for, for that part, which I won't share, but um, it's, it's an incredible organization and I know I'm part of it. So, um, but the, the people there are really great. And um, I, there's, there's a lot that they do um, to ensure that everybody is treated fairly um, within the process. Rico. Rico. Gerardo um, was the singer of that, wasn't it? Gerardo. I, I honestly don't really know the song very well, so really? I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. It was That's so good. It was so good. This is how good that song was or how famous that song was. Weird Al made a redo of that song. You know you've made it when Weird Al is redoing your song. And do you know what his redo was, if I'm not mistaken? No. Ta- Taco Grande. Oh, God. Taco is... Grande. Oh, my God. You know, like, this is way too much information. It's important that the people out there get this information. And if you've made it this far into the episode, you just got that sweet nugget you weren't expecting in an organized real estate discussion. <laughs> So moving on from Taco Grande, well, oh, yeah, or not, and, I, and back no, to I just Rico. wanted to make mention, like one thing that I think also is misunderstood, and, and I think you can talk more about this on, on the local level, but um, when you are part of the board at Rico, even though you're voted in by the registrants within your region, you're not like your job isn't to represent those people. It's to be a part of overseeing what, the organization does um, and making sure that you further consumer protection along the way. So it's a very different role. And I think it's often misunderstood that people, when you come into a board position, the people within your region reach out to you when they have issues or problems, but really that's not what you're there for. And I think that was, that was a challenge for me when I got into this role is trying to stay out of that because you have to, um, which is really, I guess, unfortunate in a sense, but I think it's, it's a misunderstanding when people vote you into a position and then you're really not able to really talk to them all that much. Um, but I don't know, like, 
is Treb the same way? Like, I don't know if it's a little bit different because of the nature of what Treb does. I think it's similar. Are we just transitioning to Treb now or this is a yeah. sidebar? Okay. So, uh, but yeah, to answer your question, I think the distinction there is people are, and, and this is another interesting thing is that Rico and Treb or the local boards are voted in by the membership. Those are organizations yeah. where the realtors are voting yeah. in um, yeah. their representative, whereas the other organizations are voted in by the boards. Mm-hmm. And that's where yeah. the member boards appoint people to a RIA. And I, I don't know about Korea. I shouldn't say that, but I don't think I've never voted for anybody to be on Korea. So I'm pretty yeah. sure it's uh, yeah. it's either the provincial boards or the member boards that vote for that as well. But mm-hmm. in doing that, when somebody votes for uh, an individual to represent their region um, on these boards, they need to understand that they're voting for somebody to be a voice in the room that is best representing furthering the agenda of that organization, right? Mm-hmm. And, and in some cases, depending on how you vote and what your opinions are, you know, to me, it's having a good diversity of opinions in the room to not just have whatever the size of these boards is. It's not having a dozen of the same yeah. person who just show up. And, and we've been on other boards before that that's what it is. You go for the free lunch, there's like three resolutions. Everybody says, yay. Nobody reads the, and I don't mean yay, like cheering, but like, yes, they vote yes. in favor and you know, that's it. And they move on. That's not a useful board. A useful board is one where there's, you know, discourse and debate and different stakeholders with different backgrounds getting to the bottom of something in the best interest of the people who, whom they represent. And so in Rico's case and in Treb's case, we represent a well, large in case it's the consumer right in your case it's the consumer yeah which which does make it it's ironic that it's the membership that's voting you in there to represent the interest of the consumer right yeah but yeah and they've got and they've got different yeah there's it's not just people like the board isn't just made up of people with just industry either right. yeah which is very very uh, valuable yeah. Right. Because that, that's the thing. They need the perspective there of those who are in the know and those who live it day to day, but they also need the perspective of those yeah. who are on the outside looking in. Right. Because yeah. those opinions exactly. are useful. So uh-huh. to your point, when someone comes to you or comes to me or whatever and says, I've got this bone to pick myself with something, mm-hmm. go mm-hmm. tell everybody or even worse, mm-hmm. go fix it. Yeah. Obviously it's, you know, we've got empathy but that's not the role of the people who are voted into these boards. The role is to maybe understand that there's an underlying issue that's not addressed yeah. effectively at a larger scale. Yeah. And so yeah. to, to bring up that there are issues or in some cases to, you know, I hate to say it, but like we were saying before, you know, forward them to the appropriate place, you yeah. know, is, is something we're able to do, but to be able to speak specifically is in direct contravention of what the role is. So yeah. Anyway, yes, it is the same at Treb. Um, yeah, but we're not we're not you know mute and blind to what issues there are. If someone has them, it's important to know because it does allow you to be a voice that does represent these people, right? And you can make it known that there's such and such happening out there once, twice, several times, and maybe it's something that this organization needs to take a look at. But the board is not the organization. And I'll say that sort of loosely because it's, it's associated, but the operations side of these organizations are being overseen by the board. The board is not doing the operations or making the rules for the most part. I guess you guide certain things, right? Mm-hmm. But that's the role of a board. It's, it's, to, it's to have oversight. It's to evaluate and analyze the work that's being done to help set strategy and direction but not to actually roll up your sleeves and, you know, do the things. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so yeah. So let's talk about uh, what would be called regional, regional organized real estate, which where we are is Toronto. Yeah. Local. Well, yeah, that's true. What's the difference between provincial, regional? Well, I guess everything's a region. Yeah. Region's too vague. Let's call it local. Yeah. Yeah. So So local boards and organizations. Yeah yes thank you yes um so toronto 
real estate board, which is a large board. Um, it's on a regional real estate board. True. It's regional. Rep. That, yeah. Well, you just told that's me it's you not got the regional for. Well, that's why you told but, me it's no, not. No, no, I didn't say it wasn't. I just no. said local. No, you're just hating. That's fine. That's why I'm <laughs> going to leave regional out now. We're the Toronto local real estate board. <laughs> okay, I take it back. Um, these are the, the, <laughs> the these are the organizations that represent you on a local level and really are aware of. Uh, among other things, the tools and things that are necessary to further someone's business in their particular region. Region. Um, yes. In Toronto's case, it spans a wider area. This is not the forum where we're going to talk about where people trade and all that, because there are yeah. is it thirty six boards in Ontario. Thirty six. It's somewhere between thirty six and thirty eight. I'm not entirely sure. I should know, um, but. All of those operate independently of one another. They do connect in different ways, making use of similar systems, but they all have their own governance. And the idea there is that they represent the interests of their direct membership. Um, the tools that would be most known and understood by people are the MLS system. So in Toronto, for example, you know, the Stratus system, um, you know, the, the technology that's being used to help do deals at a micro level. We did touch on the fact that a lot of these boards have their own set of forms derived from the provincial forms as well. Um, mm -hmm. But it's more of the specific things. It's the transactional element of what we do. But still, when you get to boards that are larger, especially, there's still an element of advocacy for sure. It might be a more local focused advocacy, things like yeah. um, you know, supply demand concerns, zoning concerns, development concerns, things like that. Um, but when you represent realtors who are doing a job and have a reputation to protect as well, it is still things like ethics and it is still mm -hmm. things like understanding the you know, professional standards of doing the yeah. job. Um, we did skip over with Rico. And I don't know if you want to touch on it. I'm not sure how many, I know there's a couple of places where people can get involved there too, yeah. without being on the board. Right. I don't yeah, know if you wanted to. Like the discipline, there's like, there's a different committees that you could be a part of or put your name forward. Um, mainly the discipline committee, um, you know, there's an education committee. So there's various opportunities there as well, which is good. Yeah. So, and, and it's, very gives you a different perspective for sure. Well, that's it. It's like, it's really, these are different paths. And I think almost seeing what the committees do gives almost a better insight into what these different organizations are responsible for as well. Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Discipline and education. That's exactly like those are the two. That's what, you, that's what like you're all about. The, yeah. Right. But yeah, as you said, like, yeah, with Treb, there's quite a few more committees, um, I think government relations is probably one of the bigger ones in terms of local um, uh, involvement. Uh, I think that Treb does a really good job at that um, and advocating for um, homeowners and would-be homeowners and as well as realtors. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, they have like nine or ten committees. They've got task forces and everything. Some of them are on a very internal Treb level, so like. Yeah. You know, if you're into like event planning, you know, they've got like a realtor quest, mm. like their big conference, there's a task force for that, that you could be a part of that, you know, will that's if you're on a committee already, that's if though, you're on a committee already. Yeah. So I should, I should, yeah, you can't just join that. You'd be appointed to that, but yeah. um, you know, young professionals, you know, there's different committees yeah. for things like that. The finance committee, if you're into that sort of thing, these are elements, the finance committee is looking at the finances of TREB. So it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it reports into the board and things like that. So there's a lot of different elements you can get involved with there, but Treb is a beast and it's got so many moving parts to it. And it's responsible for so many different things that it's important to take a look at all that they do for you. And again, make sure that if you're interested in that, or you're interested in making what you feel is best heard, get involved with these things, get involved yeah. with all of them. Um, I know Treb well, is, <laughs> no, no, get involved with, with the things that you're interested in, not with everything, but like, <laughs> and, and you're not automatically put on these either, right? Like I know right. that a lot of yeah. people will try to get on committees and you have to apply and you do have to take the leadership courses through ARIA and all that. 
And it might be a year or two before you're chosen to be on these committees, right? They're, they've yeah. got a finite number of people, but they also act as a or precursor. Finite number of spots. Right. What did I say? People? People. Yeah. Well, people in the spots, I guess. Well, they don't um, have a finite. There's a lot more people for spots, I guess, is what you meant, right? Well, there's a finite number of people allowed to be on the committee. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what you meant to say. Sorry. It, it was another way of saying spots, I suppose. <laughs> Um, but at least in Treb's case though, you know, if you wanted to be involved with the board, you need to have two years of committee experience as a prerequisite to be on there. Right. And I don't know if it's mm-hmm. the same at the other ones. No. It's not, uh, I don't believe so, but yeah, I think that's a good, good policy for, for Treb. It, but I mean, if you challenge, if you're challenged to get on a board on a committee, then it can be a challenge then to, you know, progress in your, Well, that's it. Like you don't want to be pigeonholed from doing it. However, if you have aspirations to be on a board or any of those things, make it known. And I'm pretty certain you'll find a path that works. Yeah. yeah, Like definitely the the intent is not to, to, you know, keep out people, right? Like nothing like that takes place, but you need to be serious about it. And I think all these organizations, you know, be committed they want you to be um, focused and, and, and a professional. Yeah. Right. Well, that's it. It's here, but it's still super important, important to be engaged. Yeah, definitely. But I think it's just a great way if you're finding, especially um, like the job itself can sometimes feel like very monotonous day in and day out, but adding this to your resume or adding this to your just the, di- the different things that you have an impact on, um, I think is a great opportunity for a lot of people. Um, and not only involvement, but I think paying more attention to the emails that we get. And I think we can all do a better job at that um, because there's a lot of great resources that these organizations put out. I know Treb has a lot of great courses just to like sign up for. A lot of them are free. Um, and, you know, we, we take for granted everything that's available to us because we're all so busy, but there's a lot of support within all of these organizations. And it's important to just give them the feedback when asked and to just see what they're saying. Because I, I guarantee you'll learn a lot if you actually read through these emails that are sent out. Like for COVID, for example, I remember Aria had like entire hub set up for COVID support and just giving people insight into like what rules you need to follow and all that kind of stuff. So um, I think the people that don't pay attention to what these organizations do and all the impact that they have are the ones that are likely more to complain about Mm -hmm. these organizations. And I know we can both speak from experience that these organizations do a lot, but unless you're paying attention Um, it can be very easy to get sucked up in the day-to-day of your job and not really realize that there's a lot that goes into the behind the scenes of these organizations. Yeah. This is the core of all the stuff we talk about in all of our episodes. When we talk about the stuff like marketing and lead gen and all the stuff people want to hear about, but also complain about, people love Mm. to complain about not having business and they blame it on something, right? Mm. This is another example at the very base of our industry that the resources and tools you need to be successful start with these organizations, right? It's like, it's understanding what they do, but it's understanding, like you said, that they're real time updating and changing the tools available to you, right? This isn't as archaic as people make it out to be. I think there's a bad rap in, in real estate, especially in this province, in this country, that it hasn't moved forward as quickly as other industries, right? But when you really take a step back and look at it, it really has, right? Like it's, the, the rules are the rules and the way the industry works is the way it works. And they're all advocating for changes and updates to be made. But as things happen, they're the first ones who are there to give you what you need, you know, on a technology side, you know, where do you think you're getting your e-signing and your even now like booking showings and things like that automatically that's integrated with your board now, right? For the um, most part, yeah. For the most part, but like all these different things, boards across the province are looking into things like when there's solutions people look for, like e-lock boxes, things like that, all these 
developments that are being made, CRM platforms. There's integrations and partnerships being done all over the place that make your life a little bit easier and cheaper in some senses. Um, So take a step back before you get off this journey through organized real estate. As as the cart is pulling out of the tunnel and they're about to tell you to take your seatbelt off and lift that bar in front of you, just think about what we said. Take a moment to reflect. Take a moment to reflect, everybody. Rico. All right, friends. Thank you for listening. If you made it all the way through, thank you. We love you. That's and, so that's so heartbreaking that we have to say if you made it all the way through. Well, I mean, a talk about organized real estate can get kind of boring, but we hope we provided some insight and some education on this important. It's important, but it's not all that exciting. Um, it's, but, well, anyway, that, but that's the thing. That's the way to, to get a part of. Yeah. It's, it's be a part of these organizations. It can be exciting if you let it. Yes, let it be. Um, so next week we are talking, as Daniel had mentioned, to the uh, director guess, of business. Director. Okay. Yeah, I mean he's he's the head of North American operations for, for Open, which for is Open. the company that Cree is partnering with. So make sure you tune into that. Um, and as always reach out to us. We are a boutique brokerage operating in the greater Toronto area, and we are always looking for amazing people to join our brokerage. So if you want to reach out to us and just find out a little bit more, we are more than happy to chat. You can hit us up. Um, I I would say, go to our website, getontheblock.com, and you can find all of our info there and make sure to smash that like button, you know? No, and the subscribe button. Bro, smash the <laughs> like button. We want to hit 10 million. If we hit 10 million subscribers, I'm going to jump into a lake naked, bro. It's going to happen. I'm going to drink a whole bottle of hot sauce. All right. I'm holding you to those two things. Let's 10 million to- subscribers. 10 million I will do both of those things simultaneously on video <laughs> in a Speedo. Yeah. Or did I say we naked appreciate- already? I don't know. We yeah, no, nobody support, needs to see though, that. guys, because like we've hit 20,000 downloads recently, and that's a big, big accomplishment. And we love that there's so many agents and professionals from other parts of this country and from around the world that are listening to us. So we'd love to hear from where you're listening from. And uh, yeah, reach out. Just just note. send us a note with a country in the subject line. And that's or all. a flag. Yeah, I've been getting to know the flags lately. That's what Josh is doing. Our kid is doing that now. Watching YouTube videos to memorize all the flags. I've started doing it too. It's guilty pleasure. All right. (laughs) With that, thank you everybody for listening. If you haven't smashed all the buttons, smash the buttons. And in about a moment, you can smash the close button because we're done. Cheerio. Level up, 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 level up,